Hello, and welcome to the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. Today's guest, someone that I've known for such a long time, 16 years, I think it's been, or something crazy like that. Wendy Purvey is the Chief Operating Officer of Pacific Sotheby's International Realty. She was the former Chief Marketing Officer for Sotheby's International Realty Worldwide. Wendy, oh my God, it's so good to see you. Welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And it I, does feel like you are you have a show. I know. I it's so crazy. On TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is so great because, you know, we've done this now. Oh my gosh, it's about, about a year and a half. And I am so humbled at the fact that we're now distributed in over 90 countries. It's like That's insane. Amazing. It's insane. And That's we've great. reached so many people and it's just so wonderful. And, you know, with your background, I'm so excited to sort of talk about this. And, you know, when we were, when I was doing the research on this, I can't believe you've got 34 years of experience. How is that if you're 35? How did that work? I know, I know, right? Well, I'm not 35 anymore. I used to be the young one in the business, but not anymore. So yeah, this has been I'm uh, 34 years. I, I started right out of college in Southern California. And I was with Merrill Lynch Realty that, that was then acquired by Prudential California Realty. Um, and then from there, I went to Florida and was with Prudential Florida Realty, Arvida Realty Services, which was a huge company throughout all of Florida. And then um, I went to Cold Baker and I was there for many years. And then I, as their head of marketing, and then I was very fortunate to be tapped to be the chief marketing officer for Sotheby's International Realty in 2004, which was, you know, one of the uh, greatest highlights of my career for sure. Stayed there for 12 and a half years and wanted to do something a little bit different and ended up in uh, Boulder, Colorado, where I was with a, a luxury rental and property management company. It was a great augmentation to my overall career because yep. that was a very unique space. And I was mostly in the Rocky Mountains for the most part, which was great because I was a big skier. And it was a great time. Three years in Boulder is, is um, Boulder is a wonderful place to live. And I just uh, felt the urge to get back into the business of real estate and started to consult. I, I still am an owner in the former company that I was with. And now I am was into consulting and for real estate all over the United States. And I ended up in Southern California once again, and this time with Pacific Sotheby's International Realty doing some consulting here. Um, and there was you know, a lot of things that needed to get done here. And so I went ahead and accepted the role of COO as an employee. And I've been here arm in arm with Brian Arrington, who is the CEO, um, and we have been rebuilding and building. And now we are about a $9 billion company in about 150 miles of uh, California, pristine California coastline. Wow. So it's been a lot of fun. And I'm on the operations side now. Um, and I've spent my entire career in, on marketing uh, yeah. and in operations. And so, you know, that leap was a little easier than I thought it was going to be. And mostly just because, you know, my overall knowledge of the biz is more than I think I even gave myself credit for, for all those years. Um, but in addition to that, it's really all about people. And if you surround yourself 100%. with a great team, you know, you've got it. So you know, it's just really just doing the exact same things you normally do. You delegate, you get everybody to be in the same boat, boring, and and th great things happen. You know, it is so true. It is, it's that core business model, right? It's all yeah. about people. Doesn't matter where you are in the world. And it's just about people and people love you, Wendy. And, you know, it was, your expertise was amazing, right? And, you know, you actually have built so, so many other people up too. And it's sort of one of the things that I 
I'm so in admiration of you about, and I know that you were just named so, 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 so deservingly, the 2021 Housing Wire Women of Influence list. And that is just extraordinary. And I know that in, in the time that I've known you, you always mentor other people. That was part of what you did. You had people on your team, you cultivated, you really tried to elevate them, promote them, really just create careers in this industry. With this platform, tell me a little bit about those efforts that you've been doing. Yeah, great. So that's a great question. And, and it was a great award because it was one of those that, you know, was across many fields. It was not just real estate, but mortgage and, and also, yeah. Uh, yeah, finance as well. So, yeah, so it was, um, you know, it was really great to be awarded that and also in the, in the women category, of course. So, as you know, you know, this business for many, many years was broadly based on women, right? Women were the ones that were the real estate professionals within, you know, the business for years and years, but not so much at the top, right? So yes. primarily it was run by men. And I think that that has changed drastically over the last, you know, eight to 10 years. And I think, you know, it's primarily from just, you know, women stepping up and and getting the chance and I and, yes. and these kinds of you know, uh, honors or these kinds of groups that are getting together. It's not to be, oh, you know, the women ha- woman has to be the one in charge. It just means it's given them a path for success. And, and that is, that's really something that I'm very passionate about. I'm, I'm passionate with my own team, but I will say that, you know, as a young woman in this business, I started in as 23 year old, I, I really never felt like I didn't have opportunity myself being a woman. So I always sort of looked at myself like, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm making things happen. And so things will come to me. Um, and a lot of women don't feel that way. And they, they feel like they, they need to, you know, do other things that will get them seen. And really, there are certain things that you can do to be seen. And that is really just show up and, and, and do Love what that. you need to do. And we'll talk about that in another one of your questions. But I, I'm a big believer in, in, in just getting shit done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know you are. You know, it's really, you know, like demanding that seat at the table, right? And it's about really all diversity groups, right? You've worked so diligently with with not only the women's group, but really a lot of other diversity groups. And, you know, obviously yeah. I've worked really a lot on, on, on that as well. So that's a passion, but it's really demanding that seat at the table and showing your that's talent, right? right? That's right. Ex- expecting it. Yes. Yeah, so- I'm very fortunate right now to work with um, with someone, um, my CEO, who is incredibly, you know, welcoming, accommodating, yielding to me, letting me make decisions, and and you know that that gives me a lot of power. It gives me a lot of strength, and I I really am not looking back at this point. And he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get out of the way, man. <laughs> Hurricane Wendy's in. Yeah, I love it. Oh, great. But you've been doing amazing and congratulations. But I want to go back to the career. I want to go back to, you know, the brands that you worked with, which were amazing, like Prudential and Coldwell Banker and obviously Sotheby's where we worked. And it's the idea that each one of them are strong brands in the marketplace. How do you actually look at this and differentiate each of them in the marketplace for their own brand positioning? Yeah, well, so again, you know, branding is an incredible part of life, right? Yeah. We are all attached and, 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 you know, attracted to a certain brand, you most of all with your fashion sense. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I think to myself, you know, why did I buy Tide 
detergent yesterday at the store because my mom did, right? So there is a, and the, the way it smells and the way, you know, you know what that is. And, and each one of the brands that I've worked at uh, had something, right? When I first started at Merrill Lynch, I remember, you know, the bowl and making sure all the logos were correct and all that. And, you know, the importance of making sure that the standards are in place so that everyone that sees that receives that in the same way. And we were very, very much, as you know, concerned about that at the Sotheby's International Realty brand. And that has been a huge part of the foundation of their success. But Cool Banker and, and Prudential, the Prudential system, they had a great story to tell. And, and again, those are stable brands that were looked to for many, many years and had great history and great heritage. And so I was very fortunate to have worked with, you know, companies that were already recognized. And then how do you take it to the next level? So branding is an important part of our business. And I believe that, that it's, um, it, it, it absolutely can make a, an agent successful if you use it correctly. You know, I actually sort of just picked up on something you just sort of said with branding. It's sensory, right? You yeah. just sort of talked about sort of tide and, and smells and things. It's not just the visual logo. Right. It's yeah. all of your senses that really come into this when creating a brand. Right. And I think that's brilliant, actually. I've never really thought about it that way, but it's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, right? it, the way you feel when you get a Tiffany box, it's sure it's, branding is is an important part of of real estate. I think more than people realize, and how people, uh, you know, want are attracted to it. So I want to shift to that. Let's talk about an agent coming in, and an agent really wants to brand themselves, right? And so, what advice would you give an agent that's looking to brand themselves? What's the most important thing they should be looking at? Right. So, in preparation for this call, I really thought about this question a lot. This is a tough one for me personally because coming from the Sotheby's International Realty brand, you know, it was about the brand uh, yeah. a, a great deal. But, but recognizing that this is a global audience that we're speaking to right now, I still believe less is more. Right. Mm. So, so, and I'm, I'll address this in, a, in another question, but. You know, it really is all about the client. And if you if you spend too much time making it about yourself, you're going to take away from what their concerns are. And, and we know that, you know, that if you don't speak to the client in a way that makes it makes sense to them as to how they're going to win, then you're not communicating effectively about your own skills. Right. So so less is more. Um, you know, we had uh, quite a few agents when I got here that had you know, really gone over the edge in terms of their, the way they were speaking to the customer and the way they were making it, you know, big personal logos and things like that. And we just toned it on down just a bit, right? So we made everything streamlined and nice and clean. And so the messaging is still the same and they still get across who they are and what they do and what they bring to the table, but it's just in a, in a more, you know, condensed way that the client, again, back to branding can receive yeah. it in a way that they get it and understand it. So I think less is more and make it about the client. You know, I love that because it really is that secret. We're here for servitude, right? It's sort of like information is out there. Most clients will know more than most agents, right? Right. And so in some cases, you really just want to say, work with me because I have your best interest in mind. And that's what my brand is. Yep, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And, and making it about being an expert. Uh, we're yes. very we're very bullish on that, making sure that our agents have as much information as possible. Right now, there's a lot of misinformation out there, right? Yeah. There's words like bubble are starting to come out. Yeah. Like, really? You want to come here to Southern California and talk about a bubble? It isn't <laughs> happening. So you gotta you gotta make sure that your clients are educated and understand what's gonna happen. These multi-bids, this is no joke. 
you got to have an, you got to show up and be the person who understands how to, how to deal with those multiple offers. So you can present the client in the best possible way. And, and that takes a lot of expertise. So being the smartest agent in the room is very important to us as an overall strategy in my company and getting our agents as much nuggets as possible to be able to do that. I love that because that is true. It's the environment we're living in right now. But it's also the fact that, you know, markets are cyclical, right? So markets will shift and everything, but it's the idea that it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's still that information. And how do you navigate in whatever environment we're in? Right. Well, and the thing is, is this market is going to shift. It is. It's it's probably not going to shift to where it's not influenced, as we know, um, by the things that influenced us in the Great Recession. So. So it, it is going to calm down there. It can't keep going like this. Buyers are going to get exhausted. They already are. So, you know, we'll see a cap probably on average sales price going up as high as it is as, and as rapid as it's been. But this goes back to what I just said about being the expert. When that moment comes, the best are still standing. Exactly right. Because right. they have invested in, in the business. They understand where it's going. They're looking, you know, 10 months ahead. They're not looking behind them. They're looking forward. And so, you know, it's trying to get all of our professionals to understand that you have got to know what's happening and where where it's going because you are their advisor. That is key. That's the word, the advisor. You know, I always sort of say, if somebody is new to the business now, it's the greatest disservice Mm -hmm. because they're literally order takers. They're walking into the best market there is. And when the market shifts, and it will because it's cyclical, it is going to be they're not going to have the skill set. You used two incredibly strong words just now, professional and advisor. That has to be the hat that they wear. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the most uh, expensive you know, purchases or sale uh, uh, that will ever happen in your life. And an agent is there to assist you. So it's definitely, uh, you know, people that don't get that or forget at the end of the day that it is about the client and what happens. They are the ones typically that will fall out of this business. And 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 the business will just really like take care of it. They won't be there, yeah. right? No, and so, right. so let's go back to when we worked together, we were talking about the idea that, you know, we, we expanded to what, 70 countries under the Sotheby's brand and somebody who's focused on trying to target into a global market and a global clientele. You know, you're in a very great market that attracts a lot of international buyers. So if an agent is looking to attract a global clientele, what would be some advice you would give them on how they would go about doing that? I mean, number one, they need to make sure that they in fact do have the potential to have a market that is global. So, I mean, you don't wanna waste your marketing dollars if you do not know for sure that people are coming from, you know, Europe or or Asia or somewhere else, right? So, so you got to do your homework and make sure that that's real. If that is real, you have to now recognize, and you and I both know this very well, the global real estate market and the way that real estate is handled outside the U.S. is very different than it is here in in America. And so, the biggest issues are, you know, the the referral fees and and how do you work with someone who is not an independent contractor and not used to the same kind of commission structure, um, as well as, you know, not having access to MLSs and information the way that we do here in the States. So not understanding how real estate is practiced outside the U.S. 
can weigh you down and slow you down. So if you don't have a good understanding of, of what those things are outside, and each country, again, as you know, is very different and, and, and performs uniquely different in terms of you know, how uh, professionals uh, operate within that country. So identify and know your market. Where are people coming in? I mean, we, you know, of course, when you and I were doing this, there were a lot of Russians that were buying here. There were a lot of Chinese that were buying throughout the United States. You know, that shifted to some degree, especially during this COVID situation. But we're having also a lot of outbound. So if you're looking about where your clients might want to buy outbound, you want to make sure you understand what those buying and purchasing uh, situations are when your client gets there they're very obscure, right? There's, you know, the, the, the contract's not going to show up like in our contract. Right. Right. So, so you have to make sure that you, that you understand and can advise once again, your client more distinctly. But if you're not seeing that, that your business is going or coming outside the U S right now, I would not spend your marketing dollars on that until things settle down. You know, and that's great advice. And some of the things that you can start looking at, remember about like find out where direct flights are coming into from where you are internationally, because that's a destination, right? So find out some of the simple things you can do. On the other side, it's also partnering with someone, right? Because they're not the expert. You're the expert in your area. You're not the expert in Tokyo. You're just not. You don't speak the language, probably. You're not, you don't know the neighborhoods. You don't know the things, right? So, and then someone coming in from, say, Japan into California, you're going to want to work with somebody that's there. So the idea of camaraderie and partnership is so important because you're building a global business, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and I think then once you have those partners built, then your business just keeps going and encompasses yes. those people within it. You know, there are many companies and brands that do that networking thing really well, you, but it's all up to the individual, right? It's your right. database. It's what you're communicating. So make sure you understand is the key. I mean, you've got to understand what is going on outside the U.S. It's not an easy so thing. True. You know, you and I know it a little better, but the average person needs to be very researched to understand what happens outside these borders. For the love of God, do research. <laughs> Wendy, what's the greatest lesson you've learned in your career thus far? Well, you know what? I've mentioned it a few times, but you know, I will say this. I definitely did two things well. I was accountable where I was supposed to be, when I was supposed to be, you know, basically showing up, but also productive. And, you know, I talk to all of my team about this all the time. You know, I don't care about, about a whole lot of things that maybe that aren't, you know, positives that they bring to the table, except for these two things. This is incredibly important that you're where you're supposed to be. You show up, you're shaking hands, you're kissing babies, you're doing what you need to do, and your, your productivity is high. And those were two things for me that, that just, I, I don't know if it was innately in me. I'm not sure. Yeah. I've always been a driver. But I just got to Merrill Lynch Realty in 1986 and said, you know, I'm going to work really hard. And, you know, they're like, oh, let's put Wendy in this position because, you know, she's making stuff happen over here. And then this position and this position. And then as time went on, you know, my productivity just kept going up and up and what I was capable of doing, especially since I understood the real estate business more and more and more every single year. So, again, I, I mean, again, those two things for me have been really important, just just do what you say you're going to do and, and then tell them what you did. The, those are, th- that's important lessons for life. Yeah, it sure I is. I like that one. Yeah. 
So, so I don't know about anyone else's success plan, but that's what's worked for me. <laughs> and you're the only one I'm interviewing right now. So that's right. the only so, answer yes. I care about. <laughs> <That'll work. laughs> give me three pieces of advice you would give somebody entering the business today. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit, but I want to reiterate again. So, yeah. you know, um, one of the things that I'm finding with a lot of new agents is that they're not as researched about the past. And this business mm -hmm. has a past for a reason. It has mistakes that were made along the way. There's been cyclical things that you need to learn about. So to discard or say that the past doesn't matter and it's only what the future brings and, and you know, sort of millennial thinking all the time you got to look backwards too. So I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm always con consciously trying to explain how things have been so that people can understand where it's going. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, don't be afraid to understand the past and to at least embrace it to some degree. Um, it ain't about you. It is yes. not about you. Uh, underline, underline, underline. So it's about you when you're bringing value and when you're bringing, when you're bringing the expertise, but it is about your client 100%. And then finally, um, don't don't follow. Um, we've had a lot of we had some agents that had left the company, and they were trying to get some of their friends to come over with them. And I talked to them, and they said, I, "I'm not following just because they love." You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to follow. So you got to be thinking about what your career decisions are going to be. We had a team that broke up because you know they they no longer had the same goals. That was smart. They were they got to a point that they said. No longer are we going to do this. We got to go lead on our own. Yes. So don't be a, a follower. You got to you got to find your own ways and 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 your own um, value system, and then work toward that. And it doesn't matter who you're with as far as another team, as long as you yourself are offering what you need to to your client. I'm going to reiterate because there that's powerful nuggets. Uh -huh. So those that don't understand the history, right, are destined to repeat it. Yep, that's right. right? Yeah. And so, as we said before, markets are cyclical. You're walking into a really robust market right now that's a seller's market. That's going to shift. It's, it's, it's going to shift into a buyer's market at some point. If you don't understand the cyclical nature of real estate, you won't be ahead of the curve. That's right. The yep. idea of it's not about you is golden. Yeah. You know, we're only here to serve others. Yeah. This is a people business. And those that are actually the most successful are the ones who serve the best. Yep, that's right. right. Yep, it's true. And then finally, I love don't follow. Yep, yeah. When you actually sort of have great success is when you lead. That's right, yep. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, not everybody's a leader, but everyone can follow. And if you don't make your own decisions in this business, and, and again, understand all of the components that you just talked about to get to the next side, you know, you're going to stay stagnant. So and remember the idea of leadership doesn't have to be the, of leading others necessarily, but leading yourself. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. That's, like, why, that's why training programs like Ninja and others like that, that has some accountability in them are important. Yeah. You got to get up. You got to have a routine. I mean, that's you, right. you know about the importance of working out and things like that. You got to build that into your overall routine and, and real estate practices are the same thing. Still doing it at 5.30 every morning. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> 5.30 every morning. That's the only time it fits. <laughs> yeah. like, there it is. So, yeah. Wendy Purvey, what advice would you give your 10-year-old self with what you know now? 
And remember, I this would, is like a PG-rated sort of like. <laughs> I would give the advice of you'll get through it. And what, what I mean by that is, it, you know what, there are so many things that happen in our lives that we just go, you know, oh my gosh, I, I you know, I, I what is going to happen or you know, I mean, I, I, I remember, you know, I was in college and I gotten into a confrontation with my college professor over something ridiculously stupid. And I remember being like, I'm a broken person. Like, I'm never going to get through this. Like, it's the worst thing ever happened to me. Right. So, you know, and I, I, I am a cancer survivor and went through that. And I have done a lot of things throughout the, you know, my life that hasn't worked out or, or, you know, put me in a situation where I was fearful or, introspective looking inside and trying to say to myself like where did I go wrong here and weighing too much pressure on that as women we do that anyway as we're constantly over assessing over analyzing you know overthinking something and I have learned and it has been a long road and a lot of uh, patience on my own part to get there is to really just allow myself to to feel it feel the pain understand it try to learn something from it and move on. So I always think that I'm never going to get through something or I used to, I don't anymore. Cause I know now that I will. I love that one. That one is powerful. Yeah. And yes, it's sort of, uh, and, and really sort of being a cancer survivor is just so, so strong. You know, you got very involved. I remember when you were going through it, you got very involved in making sure that people knew your journey. to inspire others. And that was another such a beautiful part about who you are, because it really is, it wasn't just, my God, it's sort of like, I'm going through this. It's sort of like, let me share what I learned from it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So, and again, it, you know, it was, it was a heartfelt time, but at the same time, you know what, I knew I was going to be okay. So it was, it was getting through it. Yeah. I knew it would be okay. Yeah. And so I've got one final question for you, Wendy. In your book of life, what is this chapter called? Let go. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I, it's funny. Um, I have recently take, taken the disc, and now, uh, uh, whatever it's called, the disc. Analysis. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, I have taken it probably 10 times in my life. And I almost always have scored the exact same. So high D, high I. I mean, yeah. every single time. Like, almost exact, sometimes a little higher, a little, you know, but always the same, right? So I recently took it because we're going through a pretty, diff, you know, our whole company's just trying to analyze who our team is and, you know, what they bring to the table. And um, my D had slipped a little bit and I, my characteristics that were coming up were much more about wanting others to succeed and wanting others to be mentor or for me to give. So those characteristics were shifting and, and that's not that unusual. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 56 years old and I think it's, it, you know, it's pr- pretty normal for me to go through the cycle, yep. but it was so relevant in the data that I had gone through a transformation that I was like, okay, this is where I'm at in my career. And I got to embrace this and make sure that, that I'm leaving a legacy now. Great marketing department right now led by a great marketing director. She came with very little experience and I have literally taken her and made her into a premier leader in marketing in the real estate space by giving her everything I have in my head because yep. it doesn't need to stay up there anymore, right? It needs to get discharged to someone else, right? So, That's right. so, so letting go has been fairly easy for me, much more than I thought it would be. I held on to so many things for so many years in terms of, you know, oh, I'll do it myself or, 
you know, I, if that, you know, I can't delegate this because it's not going to get done the way I want it to or whatever those things are. And now I'm just, you know, very confident in the people that I've surrounded myself with and, and I'm letting go of those kinds of things and letting other people show up. I love that. That's amazing. Oh, Wendy, this was so much fun. I, you know, you and I have been so close over the years and really it was, it was something that when, uh, when our, both our paths went to took us to other places, but I think of you so often and I am so glad to see you so successful as you continue your career and inspire others. And thank you for the conversation today. Absolutely. And thank you. It's been great seeing you again as well. Let's get together yeah. soon. For the I love would of God. love that for the love of God. <laughs> and thank you all of you for listening. This has been the Global Luxury Real Estate Mastermind with me, your host, Michael Valdez. <laughs> <laughs>